You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. The Trek Files, Season 10, Episode 13. Fan Letters to Gene Roddenberry, circa 1975. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Well, welcome back, Star Trek fans. Hey, you know who I'm talking. All you, all you Trekophiles spelled with an F, all of our different niches. Hey, do, do you feel that? Do you feel that in the air? It just feels like it's that time of the season that it's time to hit the mailbag. Uh, but since it's Star Trek, we're going to, I don't know, slingshot around the sun, find us an orb of time. We're going to look at the mailbag once again from, well, from the Trek files. From the files of Gene Roddenberry and the Roddenberry Company, let's go back to, well, why give it away? You can see it. It's right there on our page. You veterans know and you newbies should know. It's there on our page at facebook.com slash the Trek files. We pulled some letters out of the mailbag circa 1975. So, here's an audio sample, but there's going to be much more. You want to come back and and we'll dig through the letters uh, with a special guest right after this. Around here, Flintport, Michigan, one of the local stations has bought Star Trek. I have one disagreement. They put it on at 1220 at midnight. How they are going to get sponsors to pay for the show, I don't know. I've been getting up to watch it and have been tape recording it. I have five so far. Please don't push my letter aside. Please write back. Keep on trekking. Oh, Trekophiles, I cannot wait. Spelled with an F. Of course, I cannot wait to dive in uh, to that letter and more. And you know, who is my who is my typical, traditional, annual Star Trek deep diver of mail is none other than our friend of the show, also producer of the show. <laughs> you know him as the host of uh, Mission Log and Mission Log Log, John Champion. Of course, it's good to see you once again. I usually see you, but this time on this side of the mic. Um, exactly. And this our, side our of mid, the mail. Mid-season, <laughs> our mid-season fan bag deep dive, yes. fan mail bag deep dive. Yeah. 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 These are so uh, much fun. Yeah, we got about a half dozen of them uh, this time around, all, like you said, from around 1975. That seems to be, uh, obviously, Star Trek always got a lot of mail anyway, but this seems to be the time that, you know, Susan and whomever else in the office was really collecting this stuff in Mm -hmm. earnest, hanging on to it with anticipation of doing the book, Letters to Star Trek, um, and also you kind of feel Lincoln Enterprise uh, being buoyed up a bit by all the interest in the product. Right. So well, this prime, is, prime time for interest in Star Trek. Yeah, well, first-generation fandom was really, you know, this is 1975. The animated series had been out, as we'll see. Mm-hmm. The animated yes, series yes. had been out, yeah. uh, had come and gone. I mean, it was out there, but it, they weren't producing new episodes. But the talk of uh, some kind of new movie was was happening. First, it was what we now call the God thing, gave way to Planet of the Titans. But we're in that mix of... People are just hanging on the edge of their seat. There's obviously some excitement for Star Trek, and even the bean counters and the suits are interested, and Gene's talking it up, and, you know, everyone's having to wait to see what happens. But it was excitement in the air, and, and uh, the idea that fandom could triumph, you know, and bring it back, bring back this dead show that they could not kill, and all that 
that fan right. ownership that we we you know that we've inherited since that was all what was in the air here so this idea today that we're that you know and obviously you look at the handwriting here and most of the the handwriting mm-hmm. <laughs> you know a lot of that uh yeah. we're we're look we're, we're kind of gauging the age we've got tons of adult fan mail also and we've we've talked about yeah. that on the show too but going with the the it shows that star trek has always had it it's a youth segment here young teens whatever they are um, well, the the kids so. stuff is really fun, and it usually comes down to a handful of categories, which is, uh, please send me a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I need this thing from you, or I have an idea for you, or um, I need this very arcane, deep trivia question answered for me. Mm-hmm. And so much of this stuff, of course, now you would just hop onto Google or Memory Alpha or wherever, and it would come right up for you. But at the time, this took actually deciding the thing to ask, writing it down, putting it in an envelope with a stamp on it, occasionally with a self-addressed return envelope, mm-hmm. but I imagine more often than not, there was not one and hoping after that thing makes its way across the country, somebody sees it, reads it, acknowledges it and actually replies. I can't imagine that the majority of these got a reply, particularly with the ones that are send me a thing Mm -hmm. because very obviously Roddenberry and Lincoln Enterprises would be dead broke in about a week if they tried to <laughs> well, fulfill right. all of those. Well, yeah, they're out of production. There's thing. no promotion budget being supplied. Right. So it's out of their pocket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that takes us to the first one here from Andrew in uh, Montoursville, PA. And uh, he wants to have a contest, a draw the enterprise contest. Ooh. So yeah, he wants to know if the people at Lincoln Enterprises can judge the contest, but if they can't, that's fine. Doesn't matter, but he still needs help. He needs ideas for posters and trinkets. He needs stuff. He needs prizes. So he wants their help, um, which again comes down to send me stuff. I think I'd like to track young Andrew here and see what became of him because he seems like he's perfect. uh, I don't know. Production material. Yeah, he'd be be a great. uh, Yeah, he'd be a great producer. Hey, I've got this great idea. Now, can you all do all the work? Can you go do it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He probably worked in radio promotions or something like that. So, Andrew, if you're out there, please let us know. Followed up very quickly by Scott. um, Mm -hmm. And we don't know where Scott is from, but Scott so short, literally two sentences. <laughs> Mr. Roddenberry, would you kindly send me a blueprint of the brig or transporter room at a reasonable price? The brig, preferably. <laughs> I, you know, I don't even want to ask. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, but I was trying to remember. I mean, of course, the transporter room, you could pick up a copy of uh, The Making of Star Trek and get a really right. nice shot of the transporter room and the schematic you get the blueprint of the transporter room in that book right did we ever see the brig in the original series oh we saw briggs lots of times it was just usually did yeah 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 well think of think of the uh the mirror universe crew spock has kirk thrown into the brig right of course of course okay okay and other times too that's just the first one that comes to mind but it was just one little room that they would wall off with a special flat and uh, you know, and bring out the uh, the force field door barrier. Remember, they yeah. actually had a little light up. They, they did. Couldn't, they did. They couldn't okay. animate. You know, now from next gen on, they would have that touch effect where it's invisible until you touch it, and then right, you know, it's right. there. But they yeah. didn't. They didn't have. Well, you know, they may have had, actually had that in the original series. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have mail on this one. I know. I, I know. Right. But no, there well, was see, definitely I, a brig. I, I'm just intrigued okay, by okay. the kid that wants the to build the that plans for it. the thing yeah. where you go somewhere. 
and the thing that keeps somebody locked up. <laughs> he, he wants to throw his kid brother in there, I'm sure. That's Something what it is. Like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't remember. I, I was thinking about episodes like Space Seed or whatever, where you have people confined, or but I, I was trying to picture an actual brig. And unlike Berman era Trek, where you mm-hmm. have a really like a dedicated set, oh, right. there's a console in front of it, and there are, you know, like usually benches or something in that brig. TOS, it just seems like, well, if they did it, it's just kind of a room. It's a wall wall panel. It's a wall, yeah. And then a little blocked off, uh, yeah, a little. But that became an absolute sci-fi staple, like forever and ever. You fast forward 10 years and uh, Galactica, Buck Rogers, whatever. You saw a room that had a little lighted doorway with that light. And you Mm -hmm. knew that was a force field. That That, was the force field, right. right. Now, you know, budgets helped out as we got to, uh, well, the later movies even, much less uh, the original series movies, right? Oh, yeah. Scotty's famous jailbreak in five. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Way more advanced. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then then we've got Harold Bennett, no relation to Harv, uh, <laughs> uh, out of out of Phoenix. Who knows? Maybe, maybe this was you know, but before Harv Bennett uh, became part of the this franchise, is, this is and here, Harold here's, of the uh, Phoenix Harold, yes. yes, saying, "Ooh, how do we? I get my hands on Star Trek." And uh, dear Mister Roddenberry, some friends of mine and myself would like to try to make a Vulcan harp. And could you please have any information that might be helpful to us? Uh, Sincerity yours, Harold (laughs) Bennett. (laughs) Okay, so now a little bit of a spoiler. There are a lot of letters that we probably will get to down the road. uh, But this one is indicative of a thing that we have found, which is somebody asked for something. And I imagine it's Susan circling it in red and then making some little comment, Mm -hmm. some little suggestion probably to Gene, like what could we get to this person? Right. It's kind of cool. It's got a whole little meta level to these letters. It's now let's see what the office is saying. Yeah. And then, so the the suggestion is, could you draw Harpo marks (laughs) with Vulcan ears? (laughs) So there's Harpo. There's our Vulcan Harpo, Harpo. Vulcan Harp. Harp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, there are a lot of these to come. We, we have found a <laughs> lot that have clever little puns and, and stuff like this. If I were Harold Bennett and that's what I got in the mail, I think I would not find that very funny. <laughs> I, I, now, I hope he held on to it because 20 years later... Having a having a sketch yeah. drawn by Gene Roddenberry of a... Yeah, that would be... Uh... Well, I wonder if they ever did any of this. I, I mean, that, yeah. that, because it's, see, there are a lot of them that we've found, and it, it seems like people, like, like, this would be a meme, like, this would be a thing, like, oh, hey, did you know that in the 70s, a lot of well-intentioned kids set away to ask for something, and they got back this joke in the mail <laughs> from, from Lincoln Enterprises, but I, I haven't heard oh, too much of you that. you should hang on to it. Well, two things so, here. Number one, yeah. um... Well, I don't know. We've seen the Vulcan harp, you know, around the, the modern shows. That's obviously something that had some staying power in popularity. Yes, yes. Right? And I think also in the making of Star Trek, I think there's a good picture of that. Well, I, yeah, there's a good picture. Yeah. And I was going to say the other thing is, so this is from 1975. We, mm-hmm. we don't have the date on his letter, but this was in a batch folded in yeah. for 1975. That yeah. Christmas was the debut of the original Star Trek uh, technical, the the Star technical Fli- manual. Yeah, the technical yeah. manual, which yeah, did Franz have a Joseph. nice drawing yeah. Uh, yeah. from props, so uh, prop photos. Go. So yeah. if, if Harold could just hang in till Christmas, he might have had his answer. <laughs> 
hopefully did. It's always interesting to me, like when people fixate on a particular prop, Mm because of course the Holy Trinity, the famous three or the communicator, the tricorder and the phaser and every kid wanted those. But it's so interesting to me when people will pick out one thing. It's like, no, 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 the Vulcan harp Mm -hmm. or a Dr. McCoy scanner or a hypo spray. Do you know how long I had to wait till I could build my own medical kit? Well, exactly, exactly. Or, you know, nowadays you you spend 500 bucks for a high-end custom prop Mm -hmm. maker and, you know, they've they've really done it up. Um, But, yeah, it it must have been very interesting at the time to see all these letters come in with just like, I need this one very arcane thing. I need this one specific, and who right. knows what happened to right. that prop? Right. You know. Well, the yeah. other thing is, you talk about arcane bits in the fan mail, but that was, mm-hmm. you know, the fan mail. Aside from, you know, getting a chuckle out of here, and occasionally, if they had budget, sending somebody, you know, an eight by ten of black and white or somebody for a fan photo, and always, I'm sure, sending them the Lincoln catalog, which at the time was, you know, in the early yes. days, was just a trifold. It wasn't even what it became later. Yeah. But it was yeah. a good barometer. They could tell where people's thoughts and feelings even if it was a minority at least hey at least it was a one out out there and at least it was ahead of the pack of not knowing anything what people were thinking and feeling yeah yeah now let's move on we have another scott here and uh (laughs) this scott is the one in uh flintport michigan and uh and he lets us know about it (laughs) oh wait no i I think i got it wrong i think it's fruit Port, it is Fruitport. It, like. it yes. is Fruitport. Oh, okay, okay. My my mistake. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and and he does as he says he, he's in a fan club, but not an official fan club. And he also wants the catalog. He wants to be able to buy stuff, and and that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, but then the part with multiple exclamation part uh, points from our reading, right. which is how dare this local channel put on Star Trek after midnight. He's very concerned. He understands mm-hmm. the economics of mm-hmm. how this works. He's very concerned. He's that they media won't get savvy sponsors. for 1975. He's he there. is. Yes. He is. Um, and I know that this rang a bell with you that Scott has been tape recording mm-hmm. episodes of Star Trek, and he has five so far. Well, go yeah. go for it. Well, I've got a shoebox. Mm-hmm. I found him the other day. I and oh you yeah, know, yeah. Well, I've got. I probably got two thirds of the episodes. Well, I would see there was a hardcover. Uh, fanzine called just Tre- it was Trek magazine before whatever, but they would always have ads. Mm-hmm. Somebody would would uh, would tape record, would do you audio cassette tapes of oh, episodes wow. and sell wow. them. And I saw that and I thought, well, I can record my own. You know, now yeah, far be it for yeah. me that I'm subject to poor Oklahoma City Channel 5's horrible cuts, you know, and commercial cuts like everybody did in those days with whatever your yeah. local station wanted to cut out to cram more commercials in. Did you keep the commercials in your recordings or did you try to, did you try to time I, it out and hit the pause? And I think, no, I bet, right you know out. what? I bet the commercials are in. That's great. Now, See, to me, all that, the that's, years that's I videotaped, I did yeah. tape out all the, steadfastly oh, wow. for all those years. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was painful to give up my original VHS collection. Yeah, but no, no, I, I but that. then what I did was I didn't have all of them and some of them were missing mm. like an act or sometimes I'd get home late after school and like miss the opening or whatever. But I actually have a handwritten, inv- I've taken pictures and shared mm-hmm. it. I've got a handwritten inventory of, I'd say, do I have the whole teaser? Do I have the whole, because the local station with Channel 5 would cut the voiceover. They would oh, cut the teaser yeah. and yeah. it would come up, you know, it's Channel 5, KOCO TV in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I mean, they would cut the teaser and cut the voiceover just to have oh, more. Oh, no. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, oh. if I had, a, I, then I went to college and 
I had a whole epiphany watching all the teasers at, at college yeah. on cable. Wow. But wow. poor but poor Scott here. Um, yeah. Well, again, if Scott just hangs on a few more years, well, the VHS <laughs> boom will start and he'll be able to get right. all the episodes that he wants. It, and they It'll become be a- affordable. What a, what was it? Rathacon was the pioneer there on that. So yeah, yeah, by the yeah. mid-80s, you can start buying one-off episodes and then two-off exactly. episodes. Or get the exactly. Columbia House plan and get those Yeah, episodes. there we go. Hang there in there, Scott. Go. But good yeah. for you. For I'm hoping he went into sales in TV and radio. Right. Uh, with all this. Yeah. They exactly. were very concerned about uh, uh, about ad sales. And yeah. then uh, and Eduardo, Eduardo. Yeah. Yeah. Eduardo, Eduardo Rojas says, uh, I like your Star Trek series, especially Bill Shatner. He has a lot of action when he fights. <laughs> None of that wimpy yes. fighting. No, 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 no. Just go back and watch Arena. Um, and also <laughs> Leonard Nimoy, him and his ears remind me of my brother, which... <laughs> makes me wonder. <laughs> really makes me wonder uh, exactly how. Uh, today I just saw Who Mourns for, he says Adonis, but it's Who Mourns That's for That's what Adonis. we all said back in the day. But everybody, a, yeah, 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 everybody yeah. said, I liked it because I like myths. Uh, all the others of the shows I liked also. <laughs> uh, I remember Shore Leave, it was funny. I'm nine years old. And by wow. the way, his letter is tight, which yes. is great. Yes. I'm nine years old. I have a kind sister and a cool brother. How that that's that's really nice of nine year old Eduardo to say. So can he yeah. do me a favor? Can you mail me a giant color photo of the staff crew and the captain? Um, really nice. And, and the way that Susan presumably has marked this, she underlines the mm-hmm. part about the sister and the brother, and then points back to the part about Nimoy and his ears remind me. Of so it my makes brother. you wonder: was his brother cool because he had pointed ears, or was this right? a, a second brother? Who was the freak? And then, uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It makes you wonder what the dynamic there is, uh, how yeah. he defines cool. Yeah. But I but, just noticed this. He asked for a photo <laughs> of the staff. Does he mean like the, Does he mean like Bob Justman and, and Eddie Milkus and, and right? You know, and Matt right, Jeffries, right, right? Dorothy. Yeah. Is he yeah. that far sighted at age nine? I I wonder now. I know. Could be. Could be. And then, um, all right. So then, our our last two here. That these are really. Digging in deep. These are really thoughtful here. So uh, Larry, uh, not mm-hmm. related, this is yes. Larry Summers, um, and he is co-president of the Star Trek Club of Denville, New Jersey. And uh, he has uh, a bone to pick with Mr. Roddenberry <laughs> about the fact that Vulcans only have one name. And he does a little math here. And he's, you know, uh, imagine right. you have a, a city with 40,000 people, which would be a very small city, you know. And then mm-hmm. if only 20 of them named, you know, uh, so wait, if there are only 600 people named Spock, if only 20 of them went to the same school, if only <laughs> three of them were in the same class together, I, I, I question his math. <laughs> but uh, then each time the teacher called on Spock, three Vulcans would answer. It's possible uh, for Stan, Sarek, Surak, Tapring. Of course, these are the only names mm-hmm. that we know at the time. And hadn't we already established in the canon that Spock yes. had another name yes. Yes. that you Earthlings couldn't and Layla Col- Yes, well, Amanda yeah. and, and Layla Colomi also talking yeah. about the other name. Yeah. Right, right. 
Right, right. So, so come on, very... Larry. Maybe you should, you know, think twice about running for re-election there as, as a co-president <laughs> of your club. But if maybe, you don't know that. Maybe. So we say, well, what about second names? What about third names? You know, he's uh, and he says, think of the oh. poor clerk in the Vulcan Hall of Records. <laughs> or, or think about yeah. the, the, the intrepid crew. How many spots yeah, yeah. would have been on the intrepid yeah, crew? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it, it, it's so good. And then uh, equally concerned is uh, a final Scott. We have a, a third mm-hmm. Scott from Queens, New York. And he <laughs> wants to know from Gene Roddenberry, how come the Beta 5 computer in Assignment Earth was the same thing as the Atavacron in all our yesterdays. <laughs> <laughs> Another sharp-eyed, I've watched the reruns every day for five years. Fan. I here. think Scott needs to get in touch with other Scott, who is very concerned about the ad sales on uh, syndicated <laughs> Star Trek. And maybe other Scott can explain that, well, in TV production, sometimes you reuse mm-hmm. things, especially if they're separated by a couple of years of broadcast time. It's it's OK. It's OK to do that. <laughs> I'm just wondering you know? why he's focusing on the Beta 5 and not, for example, Sargon's, you know, sphere being oh, the top of the uh, of the cloaking device generator and yeah, so on yeah. and so on and so on, right? Yeah, it's Maybe a entire sub hobby. Yes. Yeah, 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 right. And then, but then he says, "Hey, uh, when you make your Star Trek movie, because at least at this time, <laughs> uh, 1975, there were you know announcements. First, it's a movie, then mm-hmm. it's a show, then it's a movie, then it's a show, and back and forth. When you make it, please make it in sense around. You can feel the movie and quadraphonic sound, and if possible, smellio. You can smell the movie." And in the movie, try to get in Tribbles, Klingons, Romulans, and Spock's parents. So these are that's his mm-hmm. wish list. Very much of the time, since around, I think, was right. originated with Earthquake. Right. And right. Uh, quadraphonic sound introduced with Quadrophenia. Or, uh, well, no, wait, I take that back. Or I, at I least that was the big that. popular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to say that. actually Tommy. Uh, uh, mm. was what, it, and most theaters weren't wired up for it. Um, but yeah, but that, that's very much of the time ta- of the time. Tommy came out in 1974. So that would have been around the time for this didn't really last. And then the next sea change in audio was stuff like Dolby surround and right. 5.1 and everything else. Um, I hope that the smellow vision, which only was like a gimmick that was tried out a, a handful of times. I remember really the, the Divine 60s. Tab Hunter movie. I'm trying to. I've got a. Yeah. I've got a give where when it went through, you were supposed to. Oh no, that wasn't part of the theater. They handed out cards, and you were. Oh, when yeah, it got yeah, to yeah, a certain yeah. part in the movie, you were supposed to scratch you and sniff. To smell it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of places that that did like they tried to pump in exactly the smell. Yeah. And it just didn't work. It, it's effective now. I, you know, at uh, Disneyland, they do uh, Soarin' Over the World and Soarin' Over California. And you get a little burst mm-hmm. of, like, sea breeze, mist, or flowers. And you know what? It, it well, is you know, effective. 20 years but... ago, we were building the Borg Invasion, the second yeah, oh, ride at the motion at the, the experience in Las Vegas, yeah. where you yeah. had water droplets and you had the sensation right. of uh, 
more yeah. darts flying by you. Yeah. 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 That that's still. So Scott, yet again, we've got a media visionary here. But uh, yes. Yeah. Very mix. much so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, always good to see these. And as always, if anybody in our audience knows where these yes. people are, or if you are these people, <laughs> please get back to us uh, because we would love to hear from. We'd you. love to hear from you and update things. And yes. you know, just one final yes. shout out to. Uh, Larry Summers here on the on the mm-hmm. next to last letter, who was again ahead of his time, obviously presidential material. He signed his signature and then printed his name and then as, printed it. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, good business yeah. practice there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, John, this is always fun. It's it's turned into an annual visit with the mailbag. It is, yeah. Mid mid season, we got to do it. We got to look and yes. see what those old letters were to change. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I look forward to talking with you next season. We'll do it again. We'll dig it in. Mm -hmm. Hey, everyone. The Truck Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. And all of our documents, plus your chance to comment, please do so, too, are available at facebook.com slash the Trek Files. Now, for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. Uh, Well, yeah, that's me at larrynimacek.com. That's where you can also link in for all of our new Trek Files swag and our shirts at our Public shop, too. Trek well. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.